The opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. Occasionally, you'll hear someone say of our world, it's never been this bad before. Well, you probably should go back and read through Scripture again, then get a good history book and realize that there have been many times in history where things were pretty bad. And one of those dark moments in the history of mankind is Genesis chapter number 6. Because this is the world on the verge of destruction. This is just before the worldwide flood. See if this doesn't sound like our world. See if this doesn't... Uh, resemble what you're seeing on the news right now. Uh, Genesis 6, verse 1, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Now this is really interesting. Let me pause just a moment and point out that In the season where it looks like there's real progress being made, it's actually deteriorating. Uh, There's a multiplication of people. There is advancement of civilization and culture. And that's the moment the Lord says, my spirit's not always going to strive with man. I'm not going to put up with this forever. Verse number four, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. So men are are accomplishing great things. Uh, they are considered to be great men, mighty men, and yet notice no mention of God. Verse 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Doesn't that sound like our world right now? The imagination, so filthy, so vile, everything's become dirty, everything has become impure continually. Verse 6, and it repented the Lord that he'd made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Oh, I wonder, you think you're grieved. I wonder how the sin in this world right now must be grieving the heart of a holy God. Verse 7, and the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. And, of course, we know the rest of the story. We'll come to it in our study of the worldwide flood. Now, yes, yes, the rainbow in the sky, God's constant reminder of a covenant promise that he would not destroy the earth again with flood waters. But we, like Noah's generation, are also living on the verge of judgment. This time it won't be water, it'll be fire. It's not going to be a flood coming. It is going to be the judge himself coming. So, In many respects, we're living in a very similar context to the world Noah lived in and uh, the time period that he lived in on the verge of something, on on the brink of disaster. And it is at that very moment that we read Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 and 9. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah 
walked with God. Don't you love that in the midst of this this terrible negative news, there is this positive person. That in the midst of all of this darkness, there's a little ray of the Lord's light in a dark world. Can I tell you what this world needs right now? It needs some Noah's. That's what it needs. Three things are said here of Noah. The first, very important, is that he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. It always begins with grace. Don't talk about him being a good man first. Don't talk about him uh, doing a, a good work first. No, no. You begin first with the goodness of God to him, with the grace of God. If you let Noah testify, he's not going to tell you about his boat. He's going to tell you about his God. If you let Noah give his story, he's not going to tell you what he accomplished. He's going to tell you what God accomplished in him. Notice the wording here the Holy Spirit uses. very important. He found grace. You don't earn grace. You find it. Where does all grace come from? All grace comes from our great God. Uh, The Lord looked upon this man graciously. The Lord is looking now upon us graciously. That's why we're still here. Uh, The the gospel offer is still open. The church still being built. The Holy Spirit still working in this world. Don't you quit before God is finished. Don't say you're done before God is done with you. No, it begins with the grace of God. It begins with, with knowing the God of grace. Do you know him? Have you experienced the grace of God for yourself? Uh, that's what salvation is. And then, not just the moment of salvation, but uh, the, the Christian life is a life of grace, experiencing fresh grace day by day. Uh, begin here with the grace of God. The second thing, it says that he was a just man and perfect in his generations. Now, that doesn't mean he was sinless. We know that from the Bible record itself. The narrative tells us of many of his sins. But the fact that he was just and perfect means that he was upright. He did what God told him to do. He was obedient to the Lord. He wasn't perfect, uh, but he did seek to follow the Lord. So this is the, this is the progression. Number one, you, you come to know the grace of God. You receive the grace of God into your life. You recognize it's all of God. Number two, uh, you, you obey God. Uh, out of a heart of gratitude, you say, yes, Lord. Whatever you say, I'll do that. Whatever you tell me, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. A God who's given so much grace is surely going to tell you the right thing to do. And so we must say to the Lord, Lord, I want to walk uprightly. I know everything's upside down, but let me be upright. I know the world seems to be crooked and bent, but let me walk a straight line. This is the life that honors God. And then the third thing that is said of Noah is something that ought to sound familiar to you from our last study. The Bible says that Noah walked with God. You see the progression? He comes to know the grace of God. He begins to live a life of obedience to God. And then through that obedience, he comes into a greater intimacy with God. Let me just tell you, the more you obey God, the more you're going to know God. Uh, Jesus said, if any man will do my will, he shall know of the doctrine. If you want a greater understanding, a greater intimacy and fellowship with the Lord, that comes through obedience, just doing what God says. And as you, as you walk uprightly, you walk nearer and nearer to God. I believe this is the secret to Noah staying upright, uh, continuing to depend on the grace of God, uh, making a difference in a world that was so messed up. He learned to walk with God every day. Now, you remember in Genesis 5, Enoch walked with God. And now in Genesis chapter 6, Noah walks with God. In every chapter, man must walk with God. They lived at different time periods in history. They're, They're separated by many years 
But I want you to know every generation needs an Enoch. Every generation needs a Noah because every generation needs God. And the only way they're ever going to come to know God, see God, hear God, experience the grace of God is if somebody in their midst is walking with God. Could I challenge you to begin afresh, to give attention to your personal walk with God, your daily communion and fellowship with the Lord? Be sure you're saved. Settle that, the grace of God. Seek to obey the Lord. Whatever God has told you to do, do that. And then begin constantly and consciously to walk with him. Talk to the Lord. Listen to his voice. Uh, Seek to know him better. Draw nigh to God, and he shall draw nigh to you. That's the principle that's woven all through Scripture from the very beginning, and we all need a new beginning in this. That Every one of us, in our generation, in a wicked world, would walk with God. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey.